HBs! Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms and our special one-year episode. This, of course, is the podcast where two long-distance best friends giggle, snort, recap, and review their way through a huge list of romance novels, mostly supplied by you. All right, this week's Patreon shout-out goes out to Christine D. Christine, you are a centaur from Chiron's line. While most centaurs are known for being ruled purely by their animal nature, Chiron the Wise and Teacher of Achilles is where you get your lineage. Thus, you possess the best of both. You have the intuition of a healer and scholar, and yet you're not afraid to partake in the pleasures this world has to offer. Your robust, powerful physiology makes you magnetic, and your empathetic, quick-witted, herd-loving mind makes you a treasure your friends and family will cherish forever. I honestly can't believe I'm saying this, but today is our one-year anniversary episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote in, and I'm so sorry we couldn't feature everyone, but each missive meant the absolute world to us. Thank you for listening, for engaging, and for celebrating with us. Here we go. Hi, Erin. <laughs> hey, Melody. <laughs> Happy anniversary! Happy one-year anniversary to us, to you, to us, <laughs> to us, to you. <laughs> But mostly to us. To us. <laughs> um, it's oh, been a man. crazy wild ride. Yeah. It's and been this is our pants. final episode of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just the way you said it was like, this has been a wild ride, guys. Like, I know. And that's now true. we're done. <laughs> anyway. No, it's not. It's not the final episode. But it is the anniversary episode. It is. It's very exciting. So we originally, it's a little bit late because we originally started this, I think, on October 10th is when we were approved on the podcatchers and like we actually got this shit out there. Oh, is that the case? Yes, October 9th or 10th. See, I'm I'm already bad at this. All right. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to roll with it. And yeah, but it's been insane. Things have happened that I couldn't even, I wouldn't have even dared myself to dream. I just remember when we started and we had our listener, you were already listening, listener, whoever listener. you are, yes. but we were like, okay, five people are going to listen to this and that's fine because we're right. going to talk and be friends more, yes. friends who talk more. And that's the whole goal is just friendship. That's right. But Oh my gosh. And I remember immediately you were like, but I want more than friendship. I want <laughs> listeners. I want I want people to email us. I want fan art. I want things. I do. <laughs> and now we have all those things. Now <laughs> it's incredible. It's banana town. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that uh I still feel like it's all about friendship. Uh-huh. Like, I get to talk to these people all the time, and they're the only reason I'm still on Facebook. We have so many new friends. We remember have so when many we, new fucking friends. Remember when we were so nervous about starting a group yes. on Facebook because we were worried that no one would come to our party. Yeah. And it would just be me and you. <laughs> being like, hey, did you read the book this week? Yeah. I'm also on the podcast. Like, <laughs> 
But it's it wasn't. So true. Everyone came to our party. I know. Everybody is so fun and so great. And uh, it's insane. So, all right. We did a call out to the listener. And we were like, listener, send us something you want to know. <laughs> something. Send us questions. Send yeah. us emails. Send Whatever us stories. And boy, did we get a response. Yeah. Y'all delivered. If we don't talk about your email, it's not that we didn't read your email. It's yes. just that we got so many fucking emails. Yes. That it was, it's overwhelming. So just know we read your emails. We loved all of them. Yes. Here is a sampling of yeah. a, a lot of them. Of, yeah. We're <laughs> Here is our favorite 45 of your emails. <laughs> of the emails. Like, this is going to be a long one. It is. Yeah, and then I figure we can just chat about other things on the way through. One thing that I definitely want to get to, or maybe we should just start this, start mm-hmm. this way, okay. is we talked about doing a segment. And I'm I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, some listener was like, I want to know if your preferences have changed or if romance has mm-hmm. changed for you since doing the podcast. And so I mm-hmm. re-listened to our first episode. Oh no! And I have to I've say, I've never well, dared yeah. to do that. I never well, like. I know. Yeah, it was hard because yeah. the sound quality is so bad at that. But point. also, we're so caffeinated and nervous too. Which like, <laughs> hi, Melody. Yeah. Um, how? Oh God! Like, it's very nervous. Like, totally it stresses me out to even listen to my voice. <laughs> well, I did that for us. And I have to say that I did some self-reflection afterwards because Uh as much as I have talked about the ingrained misogyny that a lot of people have when talking about romance, I Mm -hmm. heard it in myself in that first episode. Yeah, you were we were talking about um, I was like, you know, tell me why you love romance or whatever. Uh And you were like, well, first of all, it is a legitimate love like I do not ironically love romance. And I was like, Oh, and you uh, said you did kind of ironically love yeah, romance. I was like, uh, sometimes it really is a snarky love for me. Uh-huh. And I have to amend that now because it's not completely untrue still. However, um <laughs> well, like we're I not- think I love snarking about everything. Certain Right. Certain and romances. Certain romances, certain tropes, certain, you know, everybody has something that doesn't work for them or uh-huh. works for them in a, a weird squeaky way. Which it's funny that there was a poll in the cult recently about whether people like it best when we both hate one or one of us oh, hates yeah. one or both of us love one. And I think both of us hate one, one which is like, hilarious hardcore. because we've only had three episodes where we've hated a book and we have like 50 something episodes so like sorry guys like (laughs) like, whoops we'll try to read more shitty books i guess anyway (laughs) oh and feel free five star listener rex going forward if you want to put in your recommendation that you hated this book and you want us to hate on it too feel free to do that to us you know (laughs) yeah we'll read anything it is a fun ride (laughs) but I think our listeners are too nice. And so all of them have been like, we only want to give you the best of the best. And right. It's it's worked out well, though. And also split. 
anyway. And also split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although she wrote back to us and she was like, yeah, I forgot about all the insane. The only thing I remembered about that book is that she basically fell in love with two dudes in the same body, which. Yeah. She wanted to hear us talk about it. Yeah. And it's a cool thing. If it were done better. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just have to, I have to say that I heard it in myself and I, Melody I'm not going to turn this misogynist. I was a misogynist. And I'm not going to turn it negative. I'm going to say that I'm really, really proud of my growth uh-huh. and my own level of comfort in letting my love flag fly. You know, <laughs> like I love uh-huh. this thing, period. I'm not period. explaining it. I'm not going to justify it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up in a cold sweat knowing that that is our most listened to episode. Like I when know. you go on the the thing oh, and you God. sort the numbers, I more know. people have listened to that episode than any other episode. I and know. it it wakes me in the night. I'm like, <laughs> God. some people have only heard that one and they turned it off and they said, no, not these two. And they said never again. And frankly, never sometimes again. I don't blame them. Okay. Oh, no, I wouldn't have listened to this podcast if I only listened to that episode. Yeah. So have you, do you feel like you've grown over the past year? Yes, in one very important way. Is it England times? It's England times. Here's (laughs) here's what it is, guys. I love, love external conflict. Not Mm. that I, it's not that I cannot read a book with internal conflict, but it has to be real conflict. I get real frustrated Mm. if it's just, you know, like not talking to each other because of whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, like, I thought that England Times was floofy in a way that I didn't care about, which it is kind of. Sometimes. Like, I, yeah, I'm kind of like, Bleh. but it it puts in an external conflict every time yeah. that is real and that a lot of contemporaries can't manage to do because it's like, oh, my God, just pick up a fucking cell phone and text yeah. the person that you like yeah. them. And, but in England times, there are these co- these social things and like mm-hmm. technological reasons and communication problems and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff that like puts that in. So while I'm not like super duper into the the ruining and the dresses and all that, yeah. I'm very into the external conflict, it turns out. So thank you, podcast, for making me get past the first 50 pages of several England times books. And at least one Highlander Times book. Um, so that We have a I Highlander can... Times coming up, too. So get excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although the cult members seem to... We may hate that book. I don't know. Cult, Ooh. cult was very, like, rallying against that book. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. All right. All right. Okay, so should we start with an email? Yeah, let's read All these right. emails. All right, this is from Kimberly. My favorite part of romance is the trying on of guys. Let me explain, because that is going to need some explanation. (laughs) I didn't date a lot at all, and certainly not in high school, but I would read all sorts of romance and get to know different types of guys, from the controlling ones of the 1980s novels that that couldn't stalk or hurt me when the book was over, (laughs) to the more touchy-feely ones. That's amazing. The more touchy-feely ones. Do you guys call that dad porn? Oof, when a dude gross. is <laughs> when the dude has rocking interactions with kids, it's so good. And yes, that's dad porn. Gross. It gave me a chance to test drive all these relationships in my imagination, which led me 
to being real sure when I finally met my common law spouse of 12 and a half years. <laughs> and she goes, I got permission to say this out loud, but okay. she said, so like it literally <laughs> says between the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Good. Yeah. Between the three of us, while I was typing this email, oh my God, you guys, he just carried down laundry. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were married 51 years, but my entire life was them nagging each other with and without curse words. Hip hip hooray for a genre that let me break what could have been a toxic cycle and get myself a sweet partner who says kind things to me. Aww. Yes. Thanks, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. That I never is really so thought true. of that as like, you know, you think of it as romance novels can help people understand that their happiness is like important and mm. growing, like seeing models of relationships. But I never thought of it as trying to figure out what kind of partner you want in the future. Yeah, that's a cool thing. yeah, it is a totally cool thing. Yeah, well, and you know, that's, um, it's related to one of my favorite things in the romance reading experience, which is just like the self reflective part of it, right? Where I, I sit there and I'm like, Ooh, I like this, you know, why? But do I know why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about my lizard brain? Is that feeding? Like, <laughs> you know, I was I was out to dinner with Leslie last night. We were talking about um, how we've gotten a lot of listener requests, female listener requests for male on male books. Mm-hmm. And we were, and Leslie's like, "Why is that?" And I'm like, "You know, I don't know. I hadn't read a male on male book until Ice Capade, but I will tell you, it works. Though <laughs> it does. You know, like, like it does. You know, it's surprising. Well, it's like that scene in God damn it. You know, you know me and any pop culture. I'm not <laughs> going to be able to come up with it." But it's the Mark Ruffalo one where he works on the house of the two, the, the lesbian couple. Oh, my gosh. Are we doing this again? Yeah, we we're just doing it again. did this. How, Sorry. But like, but like you forgot the title already the last time. Yeah. I don't remember it because I haven't seen it. Told you. The kids are all right. That's it. The kids are all right. So in there, there is a scene where like this lesbian couple, they almost exclusively watch gay male porn together. Oh, OK. Yeah. Huh. And a lot of a lot of straight ladies are into a gay dude porn more than yeah. um, I think one. I have a theory about this, actually. I think part of it is that so much of straight porn, I think, feels a little exploitative, mm-hmm. you know, because either it's, you know, hot teen with a huh, or. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's come on her face and, like, never do anything for her. And, and I get that as far as, like, why straight women will watch sometimes lesbian porn more okay. so than two men. Because it's about, like, a lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's about the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in anyway. this case, you still, you but you get to see parts that you like. That's true. Yeah. Get, you know. So, um, plus, it always feels like, yeah, plus, (laughs) it always feels like the dudes are on equal footing power wise. There's never a point in my mind where I'm like, does she like that? I don't know. How much are they paying her? Like, (laughs) yeah, with uh, gay dude porn, I don't think about the the politics of it ever. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, and usually, like, the men are going to always be of age, clearly. Yes. Like, there's not a lot of, like, barely legal dudes. (laughs) Watch this 17 and a half year old, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, Kimberly, we completely agree with you. It's very cool. Very cool. So that's a good segue into talking about our 
top heroes. And then we've also decided to do a top five just general fictional characters. Yes. We've gotten requests for this in the past. So we thought we'd do it on the anniversary episode. Yeah. For you guys. Okay. All right. So what are we doing first? Heroes or? Yeah. Top heroes heroes that we've read on the podcast. Yes. And that means, you guys, that Drew from Beauty and the Mustache <laughs> he can't be is on not, does not qualify for the, mm-hmm. this list. And I just wanted that to put that out there as a disclaimer. Yeah. Because I, I was going through like my Kindle and then I was realizing that, oh, fuck, like most Penny Reed dudes cannot be on here because I yes. have read them, but not for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like sequels we've read of books that we've read for the podcast. Exactly. Can't put them in. Yeah. Okay. All Do right. you want to okay. go first, Aaron? Are we starting at five? We, okay, let's do you know what? M- I have my to number do five. Quick... Sure. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I have given you, you my top five. I am not ranking them. You absolute what? fascist. I can't do it. You got that's me. The whole, that's what's hard about it. <laughs> I'll give you my number five. Then you give me your number five. Then we go up God. to the top because we're going to have the same basic top five. Don't you think? All right. Fine. Fine. Do you need to take a moment? No, no, no. I'm good. I wrote them down in sort of, sort of order. So what are you freaking out about? No, because, because the favorites game is the hardest thing for me. And now it's even worse. (laughs) Okay. All right, Aaron. Drum roll. (laughs) My... Number five pick for best hero is Eric from Her Naughty Holiday. The older, salt and pepper, foul-mouthed. Can I just say, you chose a dad, dude. He is a dad, but he is a dad of like a a pagan. A rad teenager. Teenager. He's not rocking her to sleep. They aren't like falling in love (laughs) over like the toddler doing toddler (laughs) stuff. She's not annoying. She's a full-blown adult character. So She is. She's awesome. Yeah. And an excellent one. I would totally read a a her as a heroine yeah. book. I don't have problem with dads. I have a problem with children in my romance. That's <laughs> what I have a over problem with. It's not, yeah, it's not dads. I'll read right. something about I'll read something about a granddad. I don't care. I just don't want toddlers running around in my romance. It kills my vibe. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. All right. I think my five I'm doing it. God damn uh-huh. it. My five is Josh from The Hating Game. Really? Yeah. Josh from The Hating Game did not make my list. Well, neither did, did Eric. Eric didn't make my list. Because yeah. I tried to think of it. There are books that I liked more than these heroes. But, like, I don't think I liked The Hating Game because of Josh Templeman. I think I liked The Hating Game despite Josh Templeman in a lot of ways. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the hard thing, right? I think that was one of the things I talked about with Tessa Dare in our interview was like, there are heroes that I like for me, and there are heroes that I like because of the heroine. Because of the heroine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like mm-hmm. for the heroine. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, it's very situational. And Josh is definitely on the cusp there, but mm-hmm. he made my top five. All right. So Okay. My number four. Actually, I think I learned something about myself today, and we can talk about that a little bit later i learned something about myself as i was compiling these lists so go ahead okay okay yep. uh my number four is adrian hunter of the courtney milan after the wedding <gasps> oh did you forget knows. him yes 
Yes. God damn it. That's why that's the other reason I hate doing these top lists. I knew you were going to say something and I was going to be like, oh, no, he should be on my list. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have beat out Josh in the hating game, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He was a good an, one. An excellent choice. Um, Thank you. Really, really cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number four is Ash from the Duchess Deal. How? How is your number four? That blows my mind. What could your top three possibly be? I mean, they're good. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's just a wrong decision. Number three. (laughs) Fair. Number three is Cooper the Werewolf from How to Flirt with the Naked Werewolf. Okay, did not make my list. Cooper the Werewolf. I can see that. Cooper the Werewolf. See, that that was one of those that I liked. I liked him for her. I liked yeah, him. But you didn't I like liked him. her so much. But I don't well, think I, I just got felt enough. Like I couldn't make this list without a Werv. And while mm. he's not my favorite Werv in the world, mm-hmm. he is he is the only Werv we've read. So no, there we you. go. My number three. Okay. My my top three are really hard. And I don't want to commit to these rankings because I know <laughs> that you're like that they're just going to move around when I think about a it's different just, facet of their personality. It's just so funny that you can't live. This is why I would be the worst bachelorette in the world. <laughs> I would end up being the one that was just like, how about we end up in a triad? Like, why don't we do that? Because I can't choose. <laughs> I would watch that season like a hawk. Would. I would love it. Yeah. I would not be able to tear my eyes away from you trying to choose. Oh, totally. And I would be kissing everyone immediately. Mm-hmm. All the Night time. one, it would just be like, form a line. Form a line. <laughs> Get up in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please use hands. That's right. That's right. Okay. My number three is to be so... Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Tabisa did not make my list. Oh, man, that sex education loving prince of my dreams. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> this matriarchal god. Oh, goddess. every time uh-huh. he would say goddess while I'm on top of him. Like, I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can go wrong, frankly. Okay, right. your number two. My number two is Michael <laughs> Fan from the Kiss Quotient. Oh. Is he your number one? He's your number one. <laughs> he is. Okay. He's my number two. All right. My number two is Captain McKenzie. Really? Yes. You know, yep. I didn't. Captain McKenzie did not make my list, uh-huh. but I thought about it and I feel like I liked that book be- not because Captain McKenzie, though. Oh, no, you loved her. I loved her. Yeah. And by her, I mean Tessa Dare. <laughs> like, I, I just, mean, I just loved that book more than <laughs> I don't think I loved him as much. Yeah, no, I, I loved him. Although yeah. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I would put him on three and to be so number two. But I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be good at this. Okay. I Stop know, trying sorry. to make me good at this. <laughs> okay. My number one is the Duke of yeah. Ashbury forever. Oh, I knew it. I knew oh, it. I love him. I love him. <laughs> he's so great. Yeah. Ash is, you know, he's basically perfect for you. He's frankly. my perfect man. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and you, Michael Fan. And mine is, is his name is not Michael Fan though. Oh, it's, I thought it was. That's his, no, that's his hookah name. <laughs> that's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. 
Point taken. Yeah, That's no, the Michael version from I'm here Kiss for. Potion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his, I with his just just his full body dragon tattoo, <laughs> and his <laughs> devotion to all of his family and to her and to. Uh, yep. All right. So there you have it, guys. Should we should we do more emails and then go back to our fictional characters? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. This is from Emily. I probably have a common story around reading romance. Books have been my comfort and an escape since I was a kid, but I didn't start reading romance until fairly recently. Insert awful life experiences here. For me, it was secondary infertility, ovarian tumor, and three miscarriages within a year. Oof. 2016 sucked for so many reasons. And Emily, as a as a woman who has had two miscarriages, I completely feel you, and I'm I'm glad you're on the road to healing. <laughs> Reading has always been my unprofessional therapy and a guaranteed HEA and awesome bedroom times is exactly what the doctor ordered. I found your podcast sometime last fall and it's felt like I get to chat with my besties about books on my commute to work every day. Had to stop listening at work because I literally I was literally cackling and terrifying the patrons in the library because <laughs> she works as an archivist. I love it. And then she ends it with thank you for being your awesome selves. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. The escape is like super, super important. Especially now. Yeah. It really is just like a a different version of, of therapy in a lot of ways, especially since, you know what? The other thing I love is just that romance is a place where your interior world and the character's emotional journey are elevated to the utmost importance mm-hmm. whereas i feel like not necessarily in other fiction but like you know overall i hear myself do it i'm like oh i think i'm just being irrational or i think mm-hmm. i'm just and like trying to downplay that instead of sort of honoring our feelings and like the the way that we react to things and figuring out like what triggers what and you know that sort of mm-hmm. thing i love that romance is a space where feelings matter all the time right you know yeah. like there yep it really is yeah okay oh all right and then the next email has a question that you wanted to answer too yeah i had this i was like i was gonna say we should talk about this and then jen r asked us she says hello ladies i'm curious to know how you how you feel your friendship has grown during this year from listening to you i feel like you've both gone through some personal struggles this year How do you feel the podcast has helped you through those, even though the podcast could be aiding in the stress? (laughs) Um, On a side note, thoroughly enjoy the show. I even listen to the shows when I know I'm not ever going to read the book. I think you two are a great example of friendship, being present in your friendship and not taking yourselves too seriously. Another side note, I pour candles on a back burner in my brain. So I don't know if that means that she like actually pours candles. She says I pour candles and... On oh. a back burner in my brain, I'm working on an HP-inspired set. <laughs> I read that wrong both times. The first time I read the email and when I was reading that out loud. Do you think I'm she's like, just like going through these yeah, elaborate fantasies she, where she yes. mixes and pours candles? Yes. <laughs> but I, 
I think that's totally legit. Yeah, like, no, totally. It's like Waitress. <laughs> you know, she thinks about pies in her brain. She also she makes does. pies, but her like her daydreams are always different kinds of, you know, marshmallow well, mermaid pies. You know, that could also be true for our friend Jen R, since she also <laughs> pours candles <laughs> in her brain. <laughs> Sorry, Jen R. <laughs> anyway, she says she's working on an HB-inspired inf- scent. Number one being England Times. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, Let us listen. know if that happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> that sounds I want amazing. to smell England Times. I yeah. hope that also means that you sell these candles so that we can get one. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So how our friendship has changed. Okay. First of all... I realized a couple of weeks ago, I think it has a lot to do with like where we are stress wise in the rest of our lives. I feel like where we are stress wise at any given moment, like yeah, it yeah. can change on a dime. <laughs> it can. It can. Well, I mean, we've talked about that. I will be incredibly, incredibly stressed until we hit record. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I've landed in my happy place. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I have noticed that. And I've been trying to do it a little bit less. I feel like one way that my interactions with you has changed is just that a lot of times all we talk about is podcast. Uh huh. I mean, there are so many different facets of this thing. You know, we're either sending each other screenshots of people who have requested to be in the cult or, sure, you know, talking about logistical scheduling shit mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, you know, we're Muppet texting like book mm-hmm. or like whatever. But. We do talk a ton now, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times I have to be like, hey, take your like business hat off right. and ask how Aaron is doing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I find that I think that through the podcast, through this past year, I feel like I know you better. Like, I feel yeah. like I know your rhythms better. Like, Ooh. I know you better like this is going to sound hokey but like I know like your soul parts better but Mm -hmm. I know much less about what's happening in your life because we don't talk about what did you do yesterday (laughs) anymore unless it's like banter at the beginning of a podcast so like we used to have this friendship where we'd call each other like I don't know every month every three months or so Mm -hmm. and just catch up yeah and it would be like riding a bike and we'd have a great conversation that lasted like four hours and then it would be done Mm -hmm. I feel like those things we used to talk about I no longer know about you but I feel like I know you better Yes, that makes sense. I would, I would completely agree with that. Yeah, and absolutely. I also feel like we share a lot more in each other's bad things that are happening, much yes. more than good things now because they affect the podcast. I'll be like, I'm having a bad day, so I can't do X, Y, or Z, yep. or I'm stressed out, or whatever. Whereas I feel like we used to catch up periodically and then be like, Oh, I'm not going to tell her about when I got sad three weeks ago, like that doesn't make sense in that kind of (laughs) a catch up. But now I know every single time you get sad and I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know as many of the times where you get happy. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm also, I'm also not super good at sharing the happy stuff just because I don't know. It's all, it always feels weird. Mm -hmm. It always feels like, am I, Am I sharing a happy thing? Is this bragging? Is right. this, you know, but I or, think it's or much easier to do in a catch up than it is. It is in a daily yes. friendship. Absolutely. And I will say one thing that I I sort of want to, um, 
you know, podcast resolution for the mm-hmm. coming year. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, All shit. Right. Oh, shit. I just came up with that on the, on the spot. So mm-hmm. if you want to start thinking about that, I don't get enough of your work stories anymore because I am a creepy, <laughs> weirdo, true crime fanatic. And I do not get enough of your this crazy thing happened stories. Well, you wouldn't anyway, because I switched to defense and it's much more. Oh, that's right. Anyway. So like, just so you know, oh, you're not right. really missing out because I can't be like, oh, hey, I had this crazy client. Like you can do that a little more on the other side or yeah. when you're just kind of like clerking or just like working for yeah. a court or something. But yeah, so just so you know, you're not like missing out very much. Okay. All right. So it, it yeah, I forgot about the extra levels of privilege that yeah. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't so, bust into. Fair. So you're not missing out too much. All right. But I do, yeah. I've learned a lot about you this year. That's the answer to the question. And... I think my very favorite episode is still Firelight because we had a full blown fight in the (laughs) middle of that episode (laughs) for like a while. And it was all recorded. Like we were like, stop recording. We need to talk about some stuff. (laughs) We're not going to be able to finish this episode unless we clear the air. (laughs) Yeah. And I know where it happens. But I don't think you can hear it when you no. listen back at the episode if you're not you or I. Yep. And that's why that's my favorite episode because that's kind of yeah. how I feel like our friendship is. It's like, yeah. Periodically, we just have to be like, I have to say some things to you because <laughs> we are so different. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just won't say th- we'll just be like, it's OK. Melody's a melody and Aaron's an Aaron. <laughs> and I'm just going to let it slide off and it's fine. And that used to be OK because I would just be like, well, I'm not going to talk to her for three months anyway. So I'll just forget about that. Right. And it's fine. And now it's not like that. We've got to confront stuff head on. And I like it, though. I like it better. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, especially since I think our our conflict styles are fairly similar. That's true. In that both of us are we're upfront, but we're both very careful too. Yes, I think like, we're very good at fighting. It's we so, it's we're our, so good it at it. Our, like it maybe I think our it's our friendship superpower in our friendship. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it really I think is. So we have nothing in common, but <laughs> romance <laughs> novels. <laughs> and we're really good at talking it out. It's true. <laughs> and that's all you need, guys. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Okay, all right. so Jen also asked, from listening to you two, I feel like you both have gone through some personal struggles this year. How do you feel the podcast has helped you through those, even though the podcast could be aiding in the stress? Hmm. I think you probably have more to say about this than I do. I do, I yeah. Think. I think reading the books has helped me. I don't think the podcast has helped me through any kind of personal (laughs) struggles, but I do feel like romance novels have. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so I think the podcast has just helped me because my natural inclination when things go bad is to just hibernate completely. Mm -hmm. There were probably times during those, you know, friendship lapses where I was just not talking to anyone. If they mm-hmm. weren't in front of my face on purpose. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I go through periods where I, of just no contact. I just hermit. And so the podcast has been really helpful because no matter where I'm at, I get to talk to you and I get to remind myself that I have really amazing people in my life. Mm-hmm. And talking 
to people, even if it's not about the shitty thing that's going on, or especially if it's not about the shitty thing that's going on, is really helpful for my mood and my mental outlook in general. And the podcast has also helped me because I've never been like particularly or or specifically career oriented. And up until this point, I was just sort of at a job that I didn't hate and it was fine and like whatever. But now I feel like I have more specific goals, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. I have a like it's a a thing that I can put energy into and it's mine. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good instead of putting energy into it and being like, well, this this fucking person isn't going to care. You know, why am I going above and beyond when I know that it's not going to be noticed? Whereas, you know, the podcast is something that I have ownership over, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been really nice. Reading the books has helped me. The problem, see, we, we are so opposite that my problem in my life is that I have far too many things that yes. I have taken ownership of and are my yeah. things. And I'm just crushing those ping pong balls. I'm just flattening them out. You are. Like, putting more I'm waiting for the sand to soak up the water and like putting a little more water in there and like <laughs> that's my jar and recently I was talking to somebody about how uh my the number of things in my life are um killing me and <laughs> and they said well what's what's the end game with podcast like you know we're talking about what I can cut out of my life as far as like various activities various people even mm. you know what what can I do to to not have this be so much. Yeah. And they're like, what's the end game with podcasts? Like, you're going to be like a career podcaster. You're going to make money and eventually quit your job. But like, is there a certain amount of time where you're not going to do this anymore? Like what, uh-huh. what is, what is the five year plan with podcast? What is the end game? And I started kind of thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, what is the end game with podcast? What I'm just going to devote like 15 hours, 20 hours of my week to podcast like Mm -hmm. indefinitely for the rest of my life like I don't know and then (laughs) that was the day that one of the HBs published a novel and Mm. dedicated it to us Mm -hmm. and that is the end game with podcast yeah and I was just like it was just like a message from the universe it was just like oh my gosh I can't I could talk about it at length but like I just I feel like the most secret dream of my heart for my whole life has been to publish a book, but it's like so deep down, such a horrifying thing that it's like you don't even want to say it out loud because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, and the idea that we helped inspire somebody to do that, who would want to do it too, it just, it, oh gosh, that's the end (laughs) game. Anyway, so that's how podcast has helped me, I guess, Mm -hmm. in that way. And doing the like the books, you know, I I shared with the patrons a while ago, but this year has been really rough. Like I I think the biggest thing that has happened is when times were the darkest, like I don't think I would have found the Courtney Milan box set that got me through my miscarriage mm-hmm. at Christmas last year. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't think I would have found the the place where, you know, in the cult, our awesome listeners will randomly post just like things that are like, hey, if you've gotten through the day and mm-hmm. you're breathing, then I'm proud of you <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's it's just such a supportive mm-hmm. 
that cult guys if you're listening to this and you haven't joined that facebook group it's it's so it's so incredible it's so when that the girl posted here's the reason i'm not we're trying to stay true to our like if you write a book we're not going to promote it on the podcast because we don't want to give some people promote we've gotten many many emails and messages about i wrote a book will you talk about it on the podcast and we're not going to do that because we don't want to promote some but not others and we just don't want that and we don't want to not like your book. I'm not right. implying that we didn't like anybody's book. I'm just saying, right. like, we it's don't. Just we just we want don't to support want. all of you, so we can't do it for any of you. But if yeah. you want to read this book, she posted about it on the cult, and mm-hmm. it was basically like, "Hey, I wrote this book and I put it out there, and none of my friends or family looked at it." Yeah. And there were hundreds of comments about people who gone and bought her book and read it that day and loved it and encouraged her and oh you guys if you are not in the cult you need to get in the cult yeah it's it's the happiest place on the internet (laughs) yeah even if you don't want to listen to the podcast anymore still be in the cult because it's so great yeah it's the best place on the internet okay now we have a funny story do you want to read the funny story um okay this is from blair I used to write Gilmore Girls fan fiction. I, I'm not a girl, Gilmore <laughs> Girls person, so I don't know this stuff. Oh, man. But I was a huge Rory and Jess shipper, and I wrote so many fics for that pairing. In fact, mm-hmm. the first erotic scenes I ever wrote were for Rory and Jess. However, being a young teen with no computer of her own, I would use my mom's laptop and then save the stories to a USB drive. I was probably around 14, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> one day I left... I left the USB on her office table and she thought it was hers for work. So she put it in her computer and opened it only to see that it was documents and documents of my writing. My mom always begged me to let her read what I wrote. But I mean, I was 14 writing erotica. Okay. (laughs) I usually just told her no. Needless to say, she did open a document and read it. When I got home from school, she walked into my bedroom, apologized for violating my privacy, and then set a box of condoms on my nightstand. (laughs) We now get into a fit of giggles every time we talk about that because the story from her point of view is so much better. Is my 14-year-old daughter doing this already? And if she is, how is she doing this? Keeps reading. And this. (laughs) So great. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, Blair. Can I just say... Yeah, first of all, Blair, thank you. That was a that was a gem. I have laughed every time I have read that email over again. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. But also mom goals. Yeah. Like yeah. as the mom in this You've pairing, got a great mom. Ah, <laughs> oh, I would Congrats love, on the mom. Yeah. You have got an excellent mom. And I can only dream of being this mom someday. Just yeah. incredible. Supportive. It's excellent. Okay. All next right. one is from Becky. Ooh. Aaron. Yeah. This one's me? for you. Oh. Are you oh. ready? So Becky says, hello, Marin. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, Marin. <laughs> is what just happened in my head. I know a couple Marins. Yeah. It's a name. There is so much I love about your podcast, but my favorite thing of all time needs to be re- that needs to be revisited <laughs> is Tonku. <laughs> specifically what he looked like and where you imagine he is in life right now. Also, oh, oh, she's the one who wanted to know our top five favorite romances. Oh, we didn't do a top five. Listen, guys. And also, I, I, you can't ask me to do that, Becky. You can't. (laughs) Melody's is Outlander. 100% (laughs) for sure. And mine (laughs) is Sookie Stackhouse. So there you go. Uh The whole series. Yeah. Um, Um, 
Okay, so tell me about Tonku. Oh, God. So, okay, listen. All right, guys, I got to level with you. I talked about Tonku in the Love (laughs) Hacked episode. Uh Tonku is one of my favorite stories, but after (laughs) Tonku, after I Googled where is Tonku into Google Maps, (laughs) I never actually tried to find Tonku ever again. So then we did this episode and then I got very nervous that people were going to try to find Tonku. Even though at the time we had like nominal <laughs> listeners. Yeah. But the more popular the podcast has gotten, the more I've been like, Tonku's oh, not a popular name. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, listen, I found Tonku. All right. Here are some things. Tonku's a babe. <laughs> He's a babe. <laughs> Always has been, always will be. <laughs> I, my love of Tonku, first of all, he became hotter in my head as the years went on, but I found him. <laughs> he is still, he is a babe. I recognized him as Tonku, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a little <laughs> less than I, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you fine. probably also had like gin goggles on at that point. So. Sure. Fine. But also like, he's just like, he was like charismatic. You know how some bartenders yeah. are just like, oh yeah very charismatic first of all okay tonku is not a pacific islander (laughs) thank you for finally clearing that up because i was gonna um, did you know you guys know i'm terrible at identifying races in a very embarrassing way um you guys know that from every time i've misidentified a character in a book which is (laughs) often tonku is actually an indian man whatever i can't believe i'm just giving you more details about him But here's the thing. He is literally exactly where I left him. (laughs) So I don't have to imagine where he's at now, seven years later, because he's right fucking there. And please, I'm begging you guys, do not find Tonku. Like, there will be no meetups at his bar. Please do not find Tonku. He's remarkably easy to find. I just had to like put Tonku into Google and I found him. So like, please do not find him. Do not tell him about the podcast. Not for my embarrassment, but because this is just a man trying to live his life. That's right. And I don't want I don't want him to know we're all out here looking for him. I mean, what a terrible thing I've done. So just everybody chill out about Tonku. He's a babe, also, but he seems to be married, so he's yeah, not even available. We think he's super taken. Uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. What did I do? <laughs> oh, man. Everything oh. about this whole situation just makes me the happiest. Oh, God. I learned my lesson. Because, A, like, just the story on its own is goddamn gold. But mm-hmm. but your secondary weirdness over it is even better. Oh, yeah, because Melody has been present for, like, my constant winkly, like, hand-wringing over what if they find Tonku. Because, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then she also wanted to know Yeah, she says, tell we me more. Together. Yeah. I don't know what you want to know. Like, the last well, time we were together, you were home for a wedding and I was home for a funeral. We were both invited to that wedding, but I wasn't going to go. And then my friend died, so I had to go home for a funeral. (laughs) And then we met up for like 10 minutes right before you went to the airport. We had breakfast, madam. It was more than 10 minutes. 
We had breakfast Did and we you came breakfast? back to my Airbnb. Yeah, oh, bitch. Oh, yeah, because Ben was there at breakfast. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, we had ben breakfast and then with Ben us. showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. He showed up. We mm-hmm. saw him on the street and we waved at him mm-hmm. out the window. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember. <laughs> it so, like, okay. And remember he had that welt on his back that literally looked like oh, tire yeah. tread marks? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melody and Ben went to this wedding. You guys don't know Ben, but whatever. Um, I think we have talked about Ben, though, on the oh, podcast, yeah, Ben's right? Oh, the best. <laughs> they got so drunk that Ben woke up the next day with like <laughs> just like this crazy welt on his back that was shaped yeah. like a tire mark. It really looked like tire treads, like but not like a bicycle, like a no, car. like a car tire, like a and tractor we, tire at the very least. <laughs> and he has no recollection of what nope. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Oh, I mean, that's what man. weddings are for, right? How dare you? Do not. <laughs> Keep your shit together. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> that's going to be the first time I'll be drunk in a really long time. Is it your oh wedding? Oh, my God. Super exciting. Nice. Okay. All right. Can't wait. Okay. You want to read this one? Okay. Nat? Yeah. This is Nat M. Nat M. 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 Um, no, she just wrote Nat M, but we know. <laughs> hey, ladies, uh, here are some one-year anniversary thoughts. Funny podcast listening story. I listened to your podcast on my commute, and I had loaded up my kids to go somewhere, and the podcast started automatically playing. How many of these stories do we have? Uh, so roughly many. Roughly a thousand. Like, people email yeah. us all the time, and they're like, <laughs> my podcast accidentally connected to this or that Bluetooth, and like... Yeah. Anyway, chaos, (laughs) horrible things, children (laughs) learning things, bosses learning things, like drive through people learning things. Aaron was saying something or relaying part of a story that included a fucking cat, which I cannot remember (laughs) any time there was a fucking cat, but whatever. I'm feverishly trying to pause the pod and my daughter from the back goes, a bucket hat? That would be cool. And I'm just like, yeah, bud, that would be pretty cool. Pretty (laughs) darn cool. (laughs) Um... I just want to say, I forget who recently, I think this might have been an anniversary email, so we might read Mm. it, but like, when you go to stop the podcast, (laughs) when it connects to your Bluetooth, because it will happen to you, it's happened to everybody, go for the volume. Don't go for the iPhone settings, because it seems like people are like fishing in their purses, (laughs) they're trying to find the settings, they're trying to find the pause button. Volume. Volume is an easily accessible way to do it. Because this woman was like, I forget who it was, but was like, like an idiot. I dove into my purse to find my phone instead of just turning the volume down. (laughs) All right. Um, And she says about the HBGFC, there's never been a community real or virtual that has made me so seen as the cult. I have lolled, Mm -hmm. found new music, bought products, supportive movements, etc. from this group. All ladies and dudes. There's dudes in there, too. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Thank you guys for creating this group and allowing the freedom to express thoughts and feelings without over-moderating. You guys rule. It's been a great year for both of you, and I've read more books for more genres that I would not have picked than ever. That was very sweet. Thank you, Nat. Also, my brother is one of the dudes in the cult. Uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) Your brother, um, my friend Brandon. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. My friend Brandon, who is a, a devout listener um, and patron, uh-huh. uh, my friend Andy, also a devout listener and patron, and my mm-hmm. friend Nathan, who is, I think, an occasional listener um, and maybe yeah. patron. I can't remember if he is or not. So, like, three of those are cheats. Four, if you count your brother. 
but well, there are like legit men in the in the cult. Well, and, like, and they actually listen uh, don't to the podcast. Them. Yeah, yeah. Straight men uh, too. The, I think far more straight men than gay men. So many straight men, and one of the one of the straight dudes. Remember, just posted. We haven't been able to make a social media announcement because we're telling our family and everybody first. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. My fiance and I got engaged, and he like posted pictures, and it was the yeah. sweetest thing in the world. We they were get, the they, first they, to know. <laughs> and they listen to the podcast together which is mm-hmm. like oh we actually there are quite a few couples that listen mm-hmm. to the podcast together which i find mm-hmm. excellent yes what a good idea guys all right next one is from our resident bear expert leanne yeah all right can you do it in an australian accent no. Top five snicks. <laughs> she's not, she lives in Australia, but she's from South Africa. So I can't even I know. begin I know. to do a South African <laughs> slash Australian, like an expat from. No, I cannot. I have no idea how there. Leanne sounds, but I'm sure it's crazy. All due respect. Like, I'm sure it is crazy <laughs> to my ear, and I, I will never, ever master that. I'm all about it. Okay, Aaron, top five snacks, go. Oh, I don't know if I have five snacks. Um, God, ooh, ah, I don't know. Ah, okay. I'm, well, first I'm of all, up. dark chocolate, dark chocolate. Yeah, that's a dark snack. chocolate is a, is a top snack for me. You know what and the frankly, best chocolate is? What one? Tell me all about it. You know what? I'm not going to, this is going to be hard. What's the company? Moonstruck. Is that one from hmm. the Pacific Northwest? It's something like that. Know. The one with the purple wrapper. That's the best one. Well, it sounds like you are an expert yeah. in this field. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I okay. get. Dark when chocolate I want something. is for me. Okay. Raw nuts is God, definitely Melody. a top five snack of mine. What? Jesus bro? Christ. Coconut like shavings. I like popping with my gourmet. own popcorn. I, I spray just Actually, a little bit of s- s- flavors on it and oh, just my <laughs> plain popcorns. And Don't try to be Have you guys tried baby carrots? Because they're so <laughs> delectable. <laughs> and I'll just have like a one little Ghirardelli square and just, oh, just take a tiny bullshit. bite off the corner. There's I'm no Melody. way. <laughs> Are you kidding? You've never. That's I have Here's never said those words. I will eat an entire Ghirardelli bar. I know. But like your foods are so healthy. It's just how much you eat of them that is well, like, yes. or how hungry you get for them, I guess, is what I should mm-hmm. say. Not how much you eat of them. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, no, because no. We talk I about your hangriness a lot. Control. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you crave like raw almonds, which is ridiculous to me. Anyway, <laughs> move on. Coconut shavings, I'm sure is going to be in there. Listen, no, that's not in there. And now I forget. <laughs> oh, can I tell you what I did the other day, though? I So I pop popcorn in this thing. I like oil pop popcorn. Yeah. And then I also minced up some garlic. And so halfway through the popping process, I toss the minced garlic in there with some black pepper and some salt. And oh my gosh, roasted garlic popcorn, everybody. That does it sound was amazing. very good. Mm-hmm. It hurts all of your hand parts because it will pop onto you, but it's worth it. <laughs> Super worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And frankly, right. one of my top snacks ever is the combination of dark chocolate and nuts, like a mm-hmm. like a cluster of some yeah. sort, please. Yeah. Dig that it. purple Moonstruck bar is a toffee 
sort of candy bar, toffee yeah, chocolate bar. Love it. It's my favorite. Like it. the hard toffee, not like a creamy. I don't like a creamy in there. Mm. Let's see. The Tillamook ice cream that's like the s'mores. Oh, like yeah. That. Any kind of non-dairy ice cream is for mm-hmm. me. I'll tell yeah. you that mochi ice creams are my faves. Oh, I miss mochi ice cream. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds. Word up to Fox Mulder. Oh, you're so healthy with your that's not sunflower healthy. That's like seeds. a sodium overload. <laughs> I will eat sunflower seeds until my tongue has like a wound mm-hmm. on it and I have that's to stop. That's the only way to do it. That's not healthy. <laughs> that's that's a problem. <laughs> then you can't taste for like two days because you have a wound. Those are well, snacks. and gummy vitamins is really your oh, number yeah. one snack. <laughs> number one. <laughs> gummy vitamins. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Aaron, do you want to talk about how you met David or is that a Patreon only? <laughs> no, Match.com. Woo. <laughs> what a, but it's what Alaskan a Match.com. You had to go through. Oh, God. Some... Were you around for that? Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. Oh, God. So I just I just gone through a breakup that had lasted a good six months. Mm-hmm. Got ups on the match.com at the urging of my friends. And so I put up a profile and then like I went to have dinner or something and I came back and I got more. And I'm not saying that I'm a sexy lady. I'm just saying I was the only lady because I got a crazy response and I didn't know what to mm-hmm. do. So I just kind of turned it over to my coworker, Matt. And I was like, just find me a man in here. And he found me like three. Uh-huh. So I messaged three guys they were all fine, but David was the only one who kind of like within a couple of days took the initiative and was like, all right, I would like to take you to dinner. Here's the plan. We meet here. We go. We went to a, a ice sculpture competition. He's like, Whoa. this is the Saturday. I want to take you to this ice sculpture competition and then afterwards dinner. And I'd like to, you know, pick you up at this time and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. And everybody. Else, and so we went on the date. The date was great. We closed the restaurant. We were at the restaurant for like five hours or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, I did not let him pick me up. Uh, smart. And, yeah, smart. And then also, I later found out that he brought a gun on that date. I let him walk me to my oh. car, Jesus Christ. And then um, <laughs> he smooched me at my car, and I was not, it was a oh. smooch I wasn't expecting. So it wasn't a good smooch, because I was like, because I didn't, <laughs> I was like not paying attention, and it just, he just like went in for it, and I was like, like, it was not great. And then I got back to my uh, house and I texted Leslie. I'm like, I really liked this guy, but um, the smooch wasn't good and I don't know what to do, you know? And so I thought I blew it. And then he had to go out of town for like three weeks. And while he was out of town, I went out drinking with my coworkers and I had told them that I really liked this guy. They took my phone while I was in the bathroom and started texting him. Like, oh. I miss you so much, baby. I wish you were here. I th- th- It was the best day of my life. And, like, <gasps> creepy stuff. Stuff that's creepy. No! And I nearly lost him. Because I was like, that was my friends. And he was just like, I don't know if I want to be. <laughs> like, you know, this yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah. So, thanks, assholes. And then you immediately locked your phone so that nobody can get into it. Yeah. 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 And then uh, our second date, we went to a hockey game. And we were on the kiss cam. Oh, yeah. so we made up for it. Wow. I still don't know if he rigged job. it or not. He won't say. <laughs> uh, but knowing David, I feel like he may have. Um, okay, so that's that. There you go. Whoa, I dig it. I'm glad that he it didn't get turned off by the creepy weird friends. I mean, I yeah. feel like 
you would never say like you're not a you're not a baby person, right? No, you're a babe and I think person. Yeah, I'll say babe, but I would never yeah. text somebody two weeks later and be like, "I miss you so much." In fact, we no. went to we went on vacay to Hawaii like two months into our relationship, like very early because we were like, "Well, yeah. we could hang out here, or we could go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii. There's cheap tickets." Yeah, we got back from Hawaii, and I was like, "I think it's time to shut down our Match.coms," and he's like. You haven't shut down your match.coms? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, you know, like, no. Uh, no, you know. And like a couple months later, I'm like, I'm gonna start calling you my boyfriend. And he's like, you're not calling me your boyfriend. <laughs> so if anything, I'm very much the opposite of that. Not that I was yeah. was dating other people. I just didn't, I wasn't right. ready to, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like when when Michael was super, super nervous to ask me if I wanted to maybe be monogamous. Well, I mean, that's a that's like bigger than a proposal for a melody, I think. It is. It is. Like, yeah. You'll marry somebody, but monogamy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. It's true. Yeah, it's true. All right. Next one is from Amanda. (laughs) I love this one. This is my favorite. One of my New Year's resolutions for 2018 was to use the fitness center at work and jog on the treadmill a couple of times a week. Then on January 4th, I sprained my ankle. About mid-January, I started listening to the podcast as something different to get me through the stretching and weight routines I was doing until my ankle got better. I was four weeks out from the injury and first time walking on the treadmill. I was listening to the Ice Capade episode. I started laughing so hard when Aaron said that the gayest thing about the book was the descriptions. Specifically of the armoire. Yes. The green armoire. The gayest thing about the book was not the anal sex. Yeah. It was the descriptions of the interior design. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I stepped wrong with my bad ankle, crashed down, and fell off the treadmill. <laughs> That's when I knew this podcast was for me. There's nothing funnier or more dangerous than falling off a treadmill. There's nothing funnier or scarier to watch. It's so great. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Amanda. Yeah, seriously. And also, thank you for your reaction being, these ladies are awesome instead of how dare they. (laughs) Yeah. And also, why didn't you email us immediately when that happened? Guys, if you yeah. fall off of a treadmill, you need to tell us whether it's podcast related or not. We just want to know. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, has man. been you really you really kept that to yourself, Amanda. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Should we do our top five? Uh, fictional characters an excellent notion it just occurred to me that all five of mine are from tv mine's sort of yeah the same okay. sort of not i'm so excited though. i'm so excited well i don't this have could these be anything. ranked god damn it melody top five I- does not mean <laughs> just five it i means- wrote down five that's what that means it's top five you have to you have to rank them <laughs> Take a moment, gather your thoughts. God damn it. Don't think about it. Just do. Don't think. Just do. All right. All right. I'll do. I'll do. Don't think. Right. Just do. Who's your number five? Be anything. No, who's uh-huh. your number five? <laughs> My number five is the king in the north, Jon Snow. <gasps> oh, wow. He just wants to kiss you there. He does. <sighs> I just. He wants to kiss you right there. <laughs> I love Jon Snow. I love how noble he is. I love his adventure hair. Yeah. 
I love how he <laughs> he just picture here. he just is who he is. He just wants to do the right thing. And gosh, oh my gosh, he'll just face down a whole army because it's the right thing to do. And he's gonna he die will. and come back. And he's so he great. He's, he's not really always great. right, but he's always trying. I oh love yeah, Jon Snow, absolutely. Jon Snow has the integrity that you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a and partner. I love Jon Snow for loving Egret, who I also love oh. so much. Favorite character, Egret. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. All right, I think my top five, my five probably, if if we have to do it that way, and we do. Is, I don't know who my number one is going to be. That's the hard thing. You're going to find out when you say it. See, and the other thing is, I know <laughs> that you're going to think. You're going to think of all these characters that I'm like, they didn't even cross my mind parts. Like, no. I worked hard on this. Like, I worked very hard on my list. Shoot. Okay. My five, my number five is Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Oh, wait. Is he, wait, who's the actor? He's the coach. He's the coach. He's the grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is his name? What is that actor's name? Um, No idea. He is the (laughs) husband of Tammy Taylor. He is, uh, while their relationship is necessarily set up so that his goals are often set before hers, he is always mindful of keeping Tammy's goals at the front of his brain, too. Mm -hmm. And when he slips up, he always owns it. And he's always like, I was a dick just now. And, and like the thing I want shouldn't be above the thing you want just because I'm the dude. Mm. And it is hot kyle chandler i have identified him as a sexy man although i have not watched that (laughs) show because growing up i watched early edition are you familiar with this television show because no No. one is it was on like abc or something and my parents watched it and it's about a man who gets tomorrow's newspaper today and he has to go save everybody in the newspaper Uh there's also a cat involved i don't remember how and a blind lady but anyway, I just I remember being a child being like, I believe this man to be a hero who is <laughs> handsome. So I'm with you on that guy. Kyle Excellent. Chandler. Yeah, okay. Kyle Chandler. He's really good. All right. Oh, actually, but I will say that although I would never marry him, my heart really lies with Tim Riggins. Is that another Friday Night, Friday Night Lights? Is he a child yeah, character or a grown-up character? He was originally one of the students, and mm-hmm. then he, like, ages out. He's a, a constant fuck-up with a heart of gold. Mm. And yeah, just like, he just like needs to be loved, and, and, and maybe you could fix him. Like, he scratches mm. that part of my it, my, you know? Ooh. Okay, go ahead. All right, number four. God damn it. I He's a werve. He's my favorite <laughs> werve. Alcide Hervaux. Is he on your list? Yeah, yes. Oh, God, Alcine. I just, I just. Oh, no, I knocked him off my list. Fuck. <laughs> Go I ahead. I had to knock him he down after I did some thinking. But I, he's clearly, if he could just get over Debbie Pelt, he would just, mm-hmm. he would be the perfect man for Sookie and me. And anybody. And anybody. And I remember <laughs> watching the show, the, the True Blood show was very, I was very nervous about it because I just I adored those books so much, even though I mean, listen, there's a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, they're problematic. Uh, It's not it's not even problematic. Some some it's just problems. Like (laughs) I 
I super love Charlene Harris, but she will just straight up forget plot points that she already oh, wrote about fair. and she will just rewrite them as if it didn't happen or like she will kill a character and just fucking forget like it happens all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, they're not they're not the best, but I so love those books and uh, I read them early in my romance journey. And when True Blood came out, I was just like, God, how are they going to fuck this up? Like, and they didn't. They did something that I think was even better than the books. Yeah. And Alcee doesn't come in until like season two or even maybe mm-hmm. it's late season one. Season- I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it could be even three. But I just remember Alcee is my favorite character. And it's like, if they did this to Eric Northman, uh-huh. who I was not attracted to in the books right. at all. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Is it going to be okay? Like, is it going to be okay? <laughs> and it was okay. Like, it was fine. And it fine. was better it than was okay. Good. It was yeah. good. It was yeah. good shit. Mm. I'll see. All right. I think my number four is Philip from the Americans. These are all going to be shows I don't even watch. Oh, no. Is uh, he the main guy? Yeah. I yeah, am he's not attracted guy. to that man at all. No, I don't want to like fuck his brains out i don't know i've just here's what i learned about myself this is what we have to come back to Uh uh-huh is that my priorities have shifted Mm. in a way that is telling and i'm not sure how i feel about it i know that it's a good thing i feel like it's a sign of my growing maturity Mm -hmm. but like i don't want to bone philip on site Mm -hmm. i like him as a partner mm, I see. he's not i wouldn't like you'd be a see russian him spy in a coffee shop <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he could turn me into a ruski maybe you know <laughs> i would i would put a body in my trunk for him and frankly he would put a body in his trunk for me without even thinking about it you I know you put a lot of things in your trunk if you know you wanted he would he it's really a joke would. about anal it was an anal was joke. It? Yeah, it was. Interesting. <laughs> Didn't catch that. Yeah, uh-huh. so Philip, um, I just love him. And the, you know, watching their, like, them negotiate their relationship was really cool because, you know, toward the end, Philip doesn't want to do spy stuff mm-hmm. anymore. And, and I don't know. It's just, it's a very, I love the show, but I really, really love him as a partner, as a dad. And like I, his commitment is super hot to me. You know, mm-hmm. he also doesn't mind when she bones other f- people for work. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you go wrong there? <laughs> <laughs> I say this as a person in a monogamous relationship, a happy one. <laughs> but yes, oh, I love it. Okay, all right. Who's your number three? Angel. I have never watched Buffy. And it's like the HBs were reading my mind because I was working yeah. on this list and I was like, oh, Angel. And I was just like, you know what, Aaron? You need to. This was my sick day this week. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch some YouTubes. Just watch mm. a few YouTubes of Buffy and Angel doing their thing. And then, like, the next day, someone posted, like, hey, guys, I'm watching Buffy for the first time. Does anyone know (laughs) of any heroes that are, like, Angel? And I was like, Uh no one is, like, Angel. So (laughs) I just thought that was, like, man, there's, like, something out there in the zeitgeist or whatever right now. But, man, Angel. David Boreanaz, I will follow you anywhere. I just, Mm -hmm. man, I watched Bones for that, man. And Oh, yeah. No one wants to watch Bones, but they do. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly feel like there's no one out there that, like, genuinely likes watching Bones, but we all do. Yep. And we did it for, like, 12 years. We absolutely He's just do. such a handsome man. Man, that scene He's where Buffy perfect. kills him is just the saddest, most heart-wrenching scene. That jawline, you know? Oh, God. And, like, the 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 brow line. Like, he's just mm-hmm. a Neanderthal who can, mm-hmm. he can come and get it whenever he wants. <laughs> David Boreanaz, Angel. He's just trying to do the right thing. I think that's a strong through line. <laughs> like, uh-huh. not always doing it right, but always trying to do the right thing. Always trying. To their fault. Okay, the top three, once again, I am having a really hard time. You can do it. You I do think... It. All right, my number three is Colonel Brandon. Who is that? From Sense and Sensibility. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Colonel Brandon from Sense and Sensibility. And I love him because in England times, he meets this, he's 35, he meets mm-hmm. this 17-year-old. He's like, stayed true to his, his one true love, which I, you know, have a hard time with to begin with. <laughs> However... <laughs> I make <laughs> you have a hard make, time with staying true to your one true love. She died. Oh, got it. Okay. She would want you to move on. I also, never, you were never I've, actually with her. I it's it's in England times that I've never really been able yeah. to. Yeah. I thought I've seen okay. the movie, but because this is Alan Rickman, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then he adds to that by like courting this 17 year old. And then the moment, the moment that she shows she is not interested in him, but interested in this other dude, he just drops it. And he just is a friend to her. And he's a friend to her family. And he's really good to them. And he's heartbroken, obviously. Mm-hmm. But all of his actions center around her comfort level her level of interest, where she is, like she's the one who has to end up making making the moves to like get to know him better toward the end. And it's just a beautiful goddamn concept. And I feel like when she and her sister inevitably become romance authors themselves, he's going to be the first one that like tells everybody that they are behind the pen name. Because he will just be so proud of any accomplishment. Ah, Colonel Brandon. <laughs> when you said right. his name, I thought of like a modern military drama. I was like, what could this oh, possibly no. f- be from? Like NCIS or something? Anyway. Yeah. Number three. Number two. Number two. Number two is U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens. Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant. It's justified. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. <gasps> I love Justify. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're thinking You're about right. him right now, aren't you? And I his am. hat and his Henley shirt. Well, and actually, he almost made the list for his new show with Drew Barrymore, Santa Clarita yeah. Diet. Which I do not like, but I will watch because I just, yeah. I will watch that man do anything especially some kind of like rough around the edges law enforcement thing i oh man, yeah i love Raylan givens he's so funny he's trying to do the right thing but he's not always doing it the right way nope. oh i love it i love him no. and none of the women on that show ever deserve him not even winona no they no. absolutely do especially how dare winona. you fuck you i don't oh. like i don't like winona Oh, okay. I thought you were disagreeing with me. And I was like, no, fuck you. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, none of of them will just buck up and like, you know, like he has a hard schedule. 
and you just need to deal with that. Yeah. Sorry that you're a court reporter or whatever, and you're jealous that he's like a cool, but yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Sorry. Get a babysitter. He's going to be home late. It's it's not hard. Okay, it is hard. That is actually very hard, I'm sure. But like, it is super listen, hard. Winona, you've got Timothy Oliphant, the sexiest version of him. Cool. Yeah. Not to mention that, like, it's like marrying a, a surgeon and being, yeah. or like a doctor and being like, I'm sorry, what are these hours? Like, you knew that yeah, getting you knew into, that. you knew he was In a fact, U.S. Marshal. You divorced him the first time. So you double yeah. knew that. You still got knocked up by him. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, right. yeah, he's hot. All right. Number two. Fuck, fuck, fuck. All right. I think my number two has to be Gilbert Blythe from Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) Gilbert. (laughs) He might be my number one. Really? I don't know. I love him. I love that he's just had this thing for this one carrot headed girl his whole life. I love his bumbling in trying to express his feelings for her. I love the fact that, like, he follows her everywhere Mm -hmm. in, like, not a creepy way. Yeah. I love that he's always secretly so proud of her when she beats him at every Mm -hmm. academic contest. Like, he is just, ugh. He's a dream. He's dreamy. Uh He's fucking dreamy. That that Canadian newsboy capped hottie. I love it. I love this pick. I think he's actually my number one. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I love Gilbert Blythe so much. Mm-hmm. I love that eventually he gets lost in Europe somewhere and she has to go save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love everything about it. <laughs> so there you go. Do you know my right, who's number, your number one? one? Do you know it? No. How? How? How as soon friends? as you say it, I'm going to know it, but I can't think I can, of it. I imagine in my brain the squeal you're going to make when I tell you that my number one <laughs> fictional <laughs> character is Special Agent Fox Mulder. Oh, oh I'm an idiot. What oh, a dream my boat. gosh. Oh, he's so damaged. <laughs> he's so noble. Oh, he's God. So noble. He won't let anything get in between him and the truth. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, he's just he's just trying to save the world. No one believes him except one woman, special oh. agent Dana Scully, and he loves her so much. <laughs> yep. The only yep. problem, the only problem there ever was with the X-Files, can you listen to me? There's so many fucking problems <laughs> with the X-Files. You guys. The one problem there ever was with the X-Files is that all the baby making in that show happened off screen. All of it. Yeah, that was they bullshit. They just show up with a baby. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. Super bullshit. But, oh, man, yeah. I love Fox Mulder. I love him. Although, love him. if you want to see Fox Mulder doing a, a bunch of sexy times, just watch Californication and <sighs> yeah. forget Ugh. the rest yeah. of his personality. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's not because David Duchovny is hot. Like which he is. Raylan Givens is is in no small part because of Timothy Oliphant and his face and how he is. Mm. But David Duchovny really doesn't do it for me. It's specifically the character of Fox Mulder. It's like that broody. <laughs> he's so broody. Mm. He's so weird. He's so need saving specifically mm. by Dana. I just I yes. he's such a great character. Yeah. Incredible. OK, well, I've already told you my number one. So yeah. What's sucks. your number two? Ah, oh, what a silly kins I am. 
Zoe from Firefly is my number oh, two. Oh, no. <laughs> it would be so weird. I can't. I can't. What? It would be so weird. It would be like smooching yourself. What? I am not as badass as Zoe. I can't kick oh, anybody's ass. I was thinking of Ka- Kaylee. I was oh, not, no. I was thinking, okay, I'm like, whoa. Like, no. I was no, thinking no, no. of Kay Winnet, Lee Fry, not Zoe. I'm good. I'm yes. good. I, I imagined Zoe you and Jewel. Wash his wife. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Zoe's super hot. Got it. Yeah. Captain Mal almost made my list, actually. If if this would have been a top ten, you would have seen some some Firefly characters on here. Yeah, yeah. Mal almost made my list too. Mm-hmm. But really, my heart wise was Zoe. Mm-hmm. She's so excellent. Because you know what? Just like I also think that Colonel Brandon would be goofy behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But Zoe, we know, is goofy behind closed doors. Yeah. Because we get some of those scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah. She is so together and on the ball and competent and friggin' foxy and, like, will kick everyone's asses. I don't care who you put in front of her. She will kick their asses. But then the moment that she and Wash go back to their little cabinsies, like, you oh. see a totally different side of Zoe. And... Yeah. So I realized in my top five that I just really love Michael. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's very, he has different aspects of all of these people. Like he's incredibly committed, not only to me, but like our family and our goals. And he's very serious when you need him to be. And a lot of people are like, you're so bubbly and you're so this, like how are, you know, how do you and Michael work? And it's partially because when, like when it's just us or like with Ember or whatever, he's super goofy, but mm-hmm. not a lot of people get to see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's my top five, mostly from TV. Yeah. I just keep thinking about that episode where they're all being interrogated and watch is like, have you ever been with a warrior woman? <laughs> the legs <laughs> where the legs meet the rest of the body. <laughs> anyway. She was an alias yeah. too. She was a villain, right? That, that actress. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Bing, boom, bong. This is Melody's an Idiot with Melody. Or Melody is still terrible at favorites. Okay, this little segment is me interrupting from post because what the actual fuck? How is my number one not Jamie Fraser? How did I completely and utterly overlook Jamie motherfucking Fraser from Outlander? Coach Taylor, I'm sorry, you're gone. Coach Taylor, you're great, but you know, (laughs) you got to get bumped off the list because Jamie Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser is... And will forever be my number one. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Bing, boom, bong. Saying it over. All right. More emails. Okay. We're at Meredith. Okay. Meredith. Okay. Dear Aaron and Melody, in honor of your upcoming one-year anniversary episode, I wanted to reach out and say how much I love your podcast. Look forward to a new episode every Monday and re-listen to episodes all the time. I think you're... They, she re-listens? Man, I don't even do that. <laughs> Thanks, Meredith. Um, I think you're both hilarious and often find myself just saying to my husband, you know that podcast I listen to? Well, one of the podcasters said, I do this all the time, too. Because of Aaron, I discovered reading Jane Austen at Downton Abbey, the best Spotify playlist there is. Uh, that was me. Mm. Became a fangirl of the Tim and Hannah motorcycle saga on Insta yes. Stories. <laughs> Um, they're not together, guys. I'm sorry. And learned how to make a London fog latte at home. 
Uh, because of Melody, I learned that I should use a microfiber towel on my hair. Who knew? And let creators, <laughs> authors, podcasters, etc. know that I appreciate them, which is what encouraged me to write this email. You are doing a great job, and your podcast is a huge bright spot in my week. Hmm. <laughs> I have a request question. I'd love to hear your answer on the one-year anniversary episode. I know you review reader-recommended books and often mention the romance genres that you would enjoy, but I'd love to hear some of your personal favorite romance books not already reviewed on the podcast and that you would read and would recommend. We kind of already answered that, but keep being a badass, Meredith. I have a couple. Oh, okay. Go for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. are going to, I think they're going to end up making their way onto the podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. But I have fallen down quite a few rabbit holes as a, re- a result of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them were, we actually have scheduled probably sometime early next year is Priest by Sierra mm-hmm. Simone. And I actually started in the middle. I started with um, Sinner, which is book two. It's the one of the, it's the priest's brother. And they are so, so good and super hot. And then I also read and we have not reviewed A Scandalous Deal by Joanna Shoup. Mm. And that is all, all about one of the first lady architects or she is, she is a lady architect and she has to work under her dad's name because he is simultaneously getting sick and and probably with Alzheimer's or something like that while they're like destitute and she needs this one like contract to go through but she's done all of the plans because he's been going downhill for a few years Mm. and the man that she does the plans for doesn't know this and then finds out after a while so it's really good. Super recommend it. I think it's like a gilded era, gilded age America. Um, but she's from what is that? What is gilded America? That's uh, a that's a times gilded age. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Anyway, so that's super good. What do you think? Here's the thing, guys. I haven't had a lot of time to read extra romance novels. I've read a few, yeah. but I've talked about most of them while the podcast is going on. I have romance novels that I read before we started doing the podcast that I super loved, but I am really reluctant to recommend them because I feel like my preferences have changed and I feel like I don't, I don't know if if I reread them, if I'd still like them. So I'm going to stay kind of quiet because I don't know. I don't know if the books that I used to read are still the books that I I would recommend reading. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like just the environment of the world has changed in a way that's changed my reading preferences as well. I feel like there are mm-hmm. things that I used to be able to have a stomach for that I do not have a stomach for anymore. Yeah. And that um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to set this one out because I'm just not sure. And I haven't gotten the opportunity to go back and reread my faves and see if they still are my faves. Well, and something that was recommended on the cult Mm-hmm. is Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. Oh, did you read that? Such joy. Yeah. yeah. So much joy. That's, That's the one, is that the one that, Lauren. was it Blair that was just like yes. all over the internet on? Because we're in uh-huh. all of the different, like we're in the Christina yeah. Lauren club, we're in the the Mariana's Potter club, we're in the Sally right. Thorne club. And man, did Blair, just the same Blair, you know, there's only one Blair, tore through the internet <laughs> about this book like she emailed us she posted on the cult she uh-huh. posted in the group she's like she's I everywhere mean, good on her because it is an 
excellent recommendation. I was so happy when I read it. It was so funny to me, though, because she emailed us last and I was like, yeah, Blair, we got it. We see you, girl. Like, we know you like this book. <laughs> anyway, all right. What? Um, yeah. How do you, you liked it a lot, I assume. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Another hot Asian dude, which we don't get enough of. Mm. Okay. Next right. up, we have Amy. She says, first, I wanted to say you guys have created an amazing community online. And you know what? We haven't, though. You guys are doing yeah, that. Like, we we didn't do it. We just chime in every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Like, I am blown away by you If people. it was the community we created online, it would have been the, the thing that we were talking about where <laughs> Melody and I just go back and forth and be like, have you read the book? Yeah, me too. We do the podcast. <laughs> so that's that's all you guys. Yep. But she says it's one where people are making friends and they've even started a group chat. I think they started on Slack or something like that. Oh, they have a group I, chat? I, I want to be yeah, in a group I chat. Know. I know. Are we not allowed? Also, We're probably not allowed in the group chat. I don't know. But um, They probably need a place to kind of like shit talk us just a little bit. As they should. <laughs> they, should yes. have, they should have a safe place where they can complain about us. We don't Absolutely. need to be in your group chat, guys. It's okay. Right. Um, okay. Her question is, I, Yeah. Where did you get the bravery to start a podcast, to put yourself out there? And what would you recommend to aspiring podcasters, YouTubers, or romance novel writers who are terrified of putting themselves out there to help them overcome their fear? Love you guys both. Sincerely, Amy. I had zero fear about this. Did you have any fear? Uh, I I had some fear. I had a little because, professional fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you we talked about maybe putting a different name on this yeah. for you uh-huh. um, just because of professional fear, which I yeah. get. Um, I had a little bit of fear just because I felt like while I love this intensely, I cannot even begin to call myself an, an expert on mm-hmm. Romance Landia. Yeah. Most of you guys know a hell of a lot more about romance than we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times in the cult, I feel like a fucking poser. Mm-hmm. So I had some fear about that. And then, of course, there's always the fear of, like, what if I come off as blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I think part of it, we we sort of had a leg up on a lot of other people just because we both come from a performance background with yeah. speech. Yeah. So I think we we got a lot of our nerves out early on with performing in front of other people as far as but they're like scripted performances so Mm -hmm. this is definitely different I wish that I had done more impromptu in college Mm -hmm. so that I was better at this but yeah we had a little bit of a leg up because of that the thing that I have to say to you is just do it just try it like your voice is absolutely worthwhile your perspective is unlike any other really and that is that's something that the world could probably use so yeah and don't present like a more polished version of yourself just do the you that is you i know i mean it's got to be good quality audio or people just cannot put their ears on it but it doesn't have to be you don't have to edit out every like and um and every Right. You don't have to present yourself in a certain way. People like it when you make mistakes because it feels like they're talking to real people. And I think yeah. that's something that we've struggled with a little bit of like, ooh, you know, in that one, we had a lot of ums or we screwed up the story right. or we called 10 things I hate about you, how to lose a guy in 10 days, or we yeah. got the name of this actress wrong or whatever. Don't have anxiety mm-hmm. about that because people, 
don't care. People will forgive you if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, we'll forgive you. And like, there have been times where I'm like, ooh, I straight up said something that was like not even kind of true about the world. <laughs> and like, we got zero emails about it because people, people mm-hmm. just are like, yeah, I make mistakes too. People don't care. So feel free to make yeah. mistakes. I would also say if you're going to start a podcast, Make sure you do it in a, in a, well, I don't know, just do whatever you want to do. But if you're looking to have like a, a popular podcast, which I don't know if we even are, but like, I feel like we're doing pretty good. Try to find a, a niche area because we thought about starting like a love and sex advice podcast yeah. or like a, a bachelor, American bachelor podcast. Right. I strongly feel that if we had done either of those, we would be nowhere right now. We would have zero listeners because it's so oversaturated. So try to find something that, I mean, you're passionate about, but try to find something that is unique to you. And not that there aren't a lot of romance novel podcasts out there, but we all kind of started around the same time, like more popping up now. But like, yeah, there weren't a lot when we started out. And I think that's the probably the only reason we Mm -hmm. were successful. So that's something to think about. Yeah. And Erin can't speak to <laughs> overcoming her fear of being a romance novelist because she won't even send her shit to me. I won't. You dick. I won't. I won't. It's, <laughs> it's twofold. What about it? Part of it is like it's a dream that's like such a dream that you can't even think about trying it because if it doesn't work, it's such a part of you that like cannot be you know but it's like Aaron you have you've spent hundreds of hours thinking about it not just writing but yeah. you've looked into self publishing you've done oh all of those things I have like, I have full series of books <laughs> like I have written like I have so much books so, and you're so but, good I've I've seen you I've seen your other work in other areas and it's goddamn amazing just think- send it to me for my birthday. Other, I won't. That's all I, I want sorry, I for my birthday. I think the other thing of it is like the the idea of like it is just it is just a thing that is for me. And I have so many things that are mm. are for me but are not just for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the moment you unleash that, it's no longer just for you. You allow other people to right. have a piece of it and have a say on it and like Right now in my whole life, I've just been able to write books as a hobby just for me. And the moment I open that door, that phase is over. Hmm. All right. And that's hard. It's really hard. I know. Anyway. I just think that we can get there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Maybe for your birthday, which is a ways off. So For my birthday would be great. Christmas Mm -hmm. would be most excellent, Mm -hmm. but my birthday would certainly work too. Okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Just just think about it. Just like maybe like a chapter. One chapter. That's Mm -hmm. great. Sure. I would love that. All right. You want to read Bethany's? All right. Bethany says, hello, ladies. First off, thank you for doing what you do. A year ago, I moved five states away from my home of 10 years, not knowing a soul. Oh, I hear you, Bethany. And I started uh-huh. listening a few months back. I feel like I have a tribe, so thank you. That's very uh. sweet. Um, first, the awkward. Oh, I have an awkward story and a hooray one. Don't feel obligated to share, though. I know you're going to have amazing submissions. Fair, Bethany, <laughs> but check it out. You made it. All right. First, the <laughs> awkward. 
I met someone who I oh this is the this is the girl with the purse. Yeah, I met someone who I work with on projects at work, but we don't work in the same department. Anyway, we realized our histories aligned a little bit. Our parents lived ten minutes away from each other, two states away. I partied one night my senior year of high school in the field house next to his house. Anyway, <laughs> we're friends. People in, I'm assume sorry, more. no, I have to stop you. Yeah, in the field next to his house. Oh, not a I just read house. field house because that's where I partied in college. <laughs> was that even a bar when we were both there in the field house? I don't know. Yeah. yeah field okay. House good. A bar. Mm-hmm. Um, in the field next to his house. Anyway. So it's the Midwest. Anyway, we're mm-hmm. friends. People assume more yada, yada, yada. I roll. One day we decided to take a mini impromptu trip to a local world famous garden. That sounds fantastic. He drove my car. I have it set up to my Bluetooth automatically syncs to my phone and starts playing. What was I listening to on the way to meet him at his house? Obviously, this podcast and obviously the red and obviously the scene where she's being auctioned off. (laughs) That is probably of all the scenes, the worst one, except for maybe a couple master buyer mate scenes. It starts off right where I left off before loudly. My phone was in my purse and I made the terrible mistake of going for my phone instead of the volume button on my car dash. It played for a solid 45 seconds. And there was no way to talk my way out of it. So I got a look of utter confusion and then proceeded to talk processes about work for 45 minutes straight. Maddie, <laughs> you could have just explained it. It was a book. You couldn't explain it was a comedy podcast where you read sexy novels. All right. We had a lovely evening walking the gardens and seeing a fountain show. Sounds like a date, Bethany. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. I'm side-eyeing you, eye roll. Uh, When he got back into the car, he goes, quote, so maybe no podcast this time around? Great. All right. The amazing story is my mother works for a small town library And the women who frequent are always asking for suggestions and thoughts on books. My mother is not a big romance reader, so I usually feed her a few books I've read. Finally, I told her to tell the women to listen to the podcast. My mother shared a few stories of how excited the patrons were coming back after listening. They love the tribe as well. You do, you ladies, because it's phenomenal, Bethany. That's wonderful. (laughs) Oh. Oh, everything about that is just joy. Yeah. And can I say that I love that I drive a car that doesn't have a Bluetooth situation? I Because I don't think I would ever hook my phone up to a, a Bluetooth. I've got a car. thing that hooks. I drive a car with a tape deck and yet I, I like I have engineered it to do it. it no. Yeah. Nope. Not nope. happening. All and right. I've shared where I've it's it's worse when it's your own and then you've got to use your own voice to explain it. It's bad when it's your voice talking about the alien butt plugs. And then you've got to be like, one smoothie, please, in your own voice that you were just listening to talk about the alien butt plugs. All right. Yeah. One hour and 43 minutes. We can do this. Okay. Tabitha says, anniversary show question. Um, I hope this isn't something you cover on the regular and I've missed it. I only listen to podcasts of books I've read. I either need to figure out how to make you read only the books I've read. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or get to work on a massive TBR pile or get over myself and listen to the episodes of the books I probably won't read. But let's be clear, I enjoy the podcast regardless. I love that. (laughs) So my question is, what is your standard response? Oh, this is for Melody, who think romance is subpar or illegitimate genre. You know these folks who roll their eyes and snicker if you tell them you read romance. Looking forward to the anniversary edition. Congrats, ladies. Tabitha. So I think the answer to that is to go listen to 
the things she does podcast. Oh, yeah. I get into it a little bit there. Yeah, absolutely. I did an interview on a podcast called The Things She Does. I think it's like episode 43 or something like that. But yeah, I talk a little bit about the great things about romance and I don't know. I also I had to vent in the cult a little while ago because I found I found a romance naysayer in my backyard mm-hmm. that I was so shocked by. Oh, and so did Sarah uh, Nestle. There's another one out there, too, if you can find her post. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really weird. I think it was just a like a sort of uh, not attention seeking, but, you know, one of those things that you just like type as if Facebook is Twitter and you don't expect people to actually respond. <laughs> but mm-hmm. she was essentially like, I'll never believe that romance is. Well, so first of all, she said romance. And then in parentheses, she said something like, porn for ladies or something like that mm-hmm. i'll never believe it's legitimate literature mm-hmm. something that went unsaid in your conversation with this woman is that porn for ladies is just porn regular it's just type porn porn right i mean we really focused on the whole like romance isn't a genre which is a big part of that but also porn for ladies is not a thing porn is porn yeah. for ladies the end right okay. all right ladies watch porn yeah so there's that and we went round and round, but I was very much like, you know, there are there are sex scenes in quote unquote literature. So I don't know what makes that literature other than it was written a while ago by a white dude. Mm-hmm. And mostly I try to point out people's internalized misogyny because I have been that person in my past. And like I said at the top of this episode, in our very first episode, I heard it in myself being Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, sometimes I kind of snarkily like romance. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I snarkily like a lot of things. It's just that I actually do love romance as a genre. Right. So I try to point out people's internalized misogyny in that, you know, it's not necessarily a beach read. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's not any of those things just because it's created and generally loved by women. Yeah. Because that's really what it comes down to for a lot of people. There's no reason why, like, James Bond gets to be literature. And, yeah, like, those books get to be literature. And that is absolutely a male fantasy and a male sex fantasy. Not only that, but it's just as formulaic. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, romance is formulaic. So, of course, Mm -hmm. it's not literature. And I'm like, no, fuck you. So many things are formulaic. Yeah. It doesn't make them not good. So, yeah, that's... I could write a dissertation on this, but mostly I just try to point out to people that they're they're working from a really gross point of uh, misogyny and they're that's their launching pad. And once people can recognize that, usually they'll come around to the fact that, you know, good writing happens in romance, just like shitty writing happens in every other genre and subgenre. Right. So, yeah. All right, this one is from Allie. Hi, Erin and Melody. Happy anniversary. I'm writing just to say thank you. Thank you for this amazing podcast and for the cult, aka the very best place on the internet. I can only imagine how much work goes into this, and I'm sure it gets stressful at times. So I wanted to say thank you. You are both so loved and appreciated by our amazing little community. On the surface, the podcast seems like such a simple concept. Two friends talking about books, but oh, it is so much more than that. It is the definition of, quote, pure joy. Oh, God. It's about connectivity, empowerment, feminism, love, and above all else, sharing. 
sharing stories, sharing moments, sharing passion, sharing interests, sharing hardship, and sharing strength. Last fall, my very best friend, Becky, told me about the podcast and basically said, listen immediately. (laughs) And since that moment, we've had We found such a fulfilling shared joy in chatting about the podcast each week. Listening to you both connect as friends who clearly respect and love each other so much has brought me and Bex closer than we ever were before. And I can't tell you how much this means to me. So thank you. And thank you for the cult. Oh, the cult! Exclamation point. (laughs) How does Dutch, how does such magic actually exist? I will tell you how. You two. No, again, it's not at all us. I can't. Like, I can't even come up with some of the brilliance that these people... Just from this email... Are you crying? No. I Well, yeah, but it's fine. But she is clearly the melody in this friendship. And I already know, (laughs) just from the cult and watching her posts and stuff, I am the Becky Mm -hmm. in the friendship. Like, I just just really like... (laughs) The email's like, oh, oh, and the cult! The cult! Uh cult." (laughs) Okay. Okay. Continue. Okay, so she says, you two, when two incredible women reach out to the world like you have, other incredible women, men, people feel the gravitational pull of your awesomeness, and the outcome is the cult, the world's most supportive, inclusive, hilarious, important, joyful group of humans. I feel so lucky to be part of this group and to be able to interact with everyone every day. This has been an incredibly hard year, especially for women. Heaving Bosoms podcast and the cult and all of the HBs have been the brightest of lights in a very dark time. I found solace with you on days when I felt very alone. Mm. I'm going to cry. I have found pure joy and side splitting <laughs> laughter on days when I would have otherwise cried. And I found pride and confidence in reading a genre that I adore to my very core mm-hmm. when all my life I've downplayed it to those around me. Mm-hmm. Most importantly... I have found the most joyfully fun way to connect with my best friend at a time in our lives where it's so hard to find the time to get together. Us too. Thank you for everything you do. Us too. (laughs) (laughs) And for simply being you, hashtag HB for life. (laughs) Oh, and P.S. Aaron, Chris Pine is the best Chris. Hashtag Pine Nut. (laughs) Maybe she's the Aaron. I don't know. I just know uh, I always yeah, agree with Becky on the cult for the most part. <laughs> I don't know who her Chris is though, so I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. Mm. She may be one yeah, of those Hemsworths. Or or she might even be Oh fuck a you. Evans. No. And Evans. I still mm. that's a myth. I haven't ever seen one of those out in the wild. Chris Evans fan. Okay, and then there's a final postscript. She goes, Thank you also for introducing me to Alien Erotica. <laughs> universe bless grace goodwin someone asked me how i could possibly be interested in romance novels my favorite and well-used response is to say oh i don't know do your books have an anal training box in them (laughs) it's guaranteed to shut the conversation down and prevent further asshat questions so tabitha maybe that's that's the route you go yeah (laughs) that's perfect is there anything you want to say about Allie's? email i mean other than i'm crying and i don't know how to deal with it yeah i just feel like it just sounds so familiar even though us reading them just seems to be like us just congratulating ourselves like i know it's kind of awkward (laughs) it's like hey mel what a great job you're doing hey me what a great job i'm doing i know (laughs) i know i was putting things together and i was just like i kind of feel like this this is weird because it might just be a circle jerk. 
it's not a circle jerk. It's, we're only two people. It's like it's two points on a so, line. It's, yeah, so it's we're a just line jerk. Staring into each other's eyes, <laughs> furiously <just> masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're the guy from Split. Ew. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Haley. All right. Hi, Melody and Aaron. Also, I think um, I think it's telling which ones of you said Aaron and Melody and which ones of you said Melody and Aaron. I think it's oh, clear who your, your favorites are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Slytherin for life. <laughs> I hope this reaches you before your you record your anniversary show. Tend to be a procrastinator, even when it comes to sending fan mail. I found the podcast via your review of The Hating Game, fell down a rabbit hole, and haven't looked back since. Listening to you both is like getting to hang out with your best friend. And don't even get me started on the joy, capitalized, I love that, uh, <laughs> that is the geriatric friendship called. I love your creativity, your humor, getting the teensiest window into your beautiful friendship, the lady love, and of course, all the soapboxes and segments and boners. Mustn't forget about those. Never forget about the boners. <laughs> Thank you for giving us something so wonderful. You've changed the way I read and feel about romance. Mm. We heard a lot of that. Um, yeah. I make no more excuses for liking what I like. Oh! And Mission she... accomplished! So, oh, yeah. Can I read her poem? Yeah. So recently on the cult, somebody said that they were in the mood for a Persephone Hades romance. And I was like, ugh, mm-hmm. herbs, herbs, herbs. Like, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and then. Meanwhile, I was into it. Yeah, I know you Hardcore. were into it, but I herbs did. I was like, uh, herbs in that post. And then um, <laughs> I just, man, if somebody missed the whatever episode it was where I talked about herbsing, like they just have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. <laughs> And you never will until you find it. <laughs> anyway, so, and then Haley posted this poem. And then after I read the poem, I'm like, all right. Like, oh, shit. I'm suddenly, Are you into some- I'm suddenly in the mood for, a, for an 80s for 70 romance. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, go ahead. And you should read it in your butter voice instead of my eye roll voice. So you should do this in your buttery, smooth, velvet voice. Mm, indeed. Uh, and listener, if you are out there and you know a really good Hades Persephone romance, either join the cult and post it there, email us, you know, we, we can get, you can get in touch with us in any way and we will share it Mm -hmm. all over the place. And if you have writing you want to share on the cult, please do. Uh, we don't have a problem with self-promotion unless the cult, as long as you guys are HBs and you're promoting the thing that you did and you're not joining the group to promote the thing you did. We're fine right. with it. We just don't want it to become like an advertising group, uh, like some yeah. of these romance groups have become. So if you if you got a thing that you're doing, go ahead and post it. Fine by us. Yeah. All We're right. into it. Okay. So this is called The Pomegranate by Haley Jones. I was not stolen. When the dirt opened ragged like a wound, I was not afraid. For he had heard my cry, keening into the night garden and answered my unspoken prayer. I am nothing but death, he whispered. I know. I will bring you nothing but death. I know. But I didn't care. Because my bones were the ribcage of the world. My hips the seat of life. And the darkness in my veins sang when he touched me. I gave myself willingly. And so did he. And when it was time for me to choose, I ate the ripe red pomegranate until my belly ached with it. And sucked the juice from his fingers like wine. Like blood like the essence of life itself. And when he bowed to me and called me queen, I knew 
We were the world reborn. <laughs> Shit, good it's so work, good. Uh, the poetry snaps. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, Haley recently had a dream that Tom Hardy was. Uh, <laughs> are, we allowed to, are we allowed to share? This? It's the best dream. It's the best dream. I think we have to share it, and I don't think she would. <laughs> she had this dream where Tom Hardy. First of all, she doesn't. She's not into Tom Hardy much. Like I'm not into her Tom Hardy. He does nothing for me. This is Aaron. Right. I don't see it. Tom Hardy had her piggyback, like uh, like a pig, gave her a piggyback ride, and she said he was so strong and so fast. <laughs> and then he taught a lecture on the poetry between World War One and World War Two. Uh huh. What an incredible dream about Tom Hardy. What an incredible mind she has. Yes. <laughs> I just, I love the idea of a piggyback ride, and he's so strong and so fast. <laughs> And then what? Just deposited her in the classroom where he proceeded to teach, teach poetry. Yes, it's so good. Oh, what a great dream! Oh my god! <laughs> All right, this has been an amazing year, and yes. we are so thankful Thank for you. you guys. Goddess bless everyone. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't know what to do with myself, so thank you. And anytime things get stressful, like this is, this is the payoff. Like yeah. <laughs> it's. It's kind of amazing. All right. So should we talk about what's going to happen the next few months, Melanie? <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. Wait, first, the first thing is the next episode is going to be a special Halloween episode. It's not mm-hmm. going to be the Highlander book. It's going to be Mating the Huntress by, I don't know if it's Talia or Talia. And I forgot to DM her before we made the announcement. Damn it. I think it's Talia Hibbert. I was going to say, I thought it was Talia Hibbert. Oh, no. Damn it. Oh, no. (sighs) All right. Mating the Huntress. (laughs) Yes. Look that up and read it. It's a novella. It's delicious. I can't wait to review it. I'm super Mm -hmm. excited. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Mm -hmm. And then I do have a bit of an announcement because I've been a little bit sneaky. (laughs) This is actually going to be a little bit awkward because I haven't done a personal announcement yet. And so... It's actually getting awkward because I'm like showing up and people are people yeah, are I'm like, like, huh? How is it possible that you haven't done a personal announcement when you are so voluminous, so so pregnant, <laughs> so pregnant, <laughs> so pregnant? Like this one started with your belly was like, it's huge. <laughs> I was doing a belly dance for Aaron. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> Very. Yeah. So I am about seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've just entered the third trimester. I'm really excited about it. I think we kept this one a little bit closer to the vest just because, uh, because like I said, I'm still running into people. And then Mm -hmm. later on, they'll talk to Michael and be like, Hey, so I didn't want to ask in front of Melody. Melody has a tumor on her front. (laughs) And she's being very casual about it. Her skin looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Her skin looks great. <laughs> She's glowing. Uh-huh. Is Melody glowing? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. We just, I wanted to keep this one a little bit closer just because I had a miscarriage right before this. And every single time it, I had like an ache or a pain, which is much more common in a second pregnancy. It just felt like something that needed to be protected and cherished and, you know, done quietly. So... I'm pretty fucking pregnant. Mm-hmm. Super excited about it. Uh, little thing is is already digging its 
little feet underneath my ribs in a way that oh, God. is oh, endearing God. until it's not. Oof. <laughs> it's already not. Oh, man. <laughs> Due in late December. So in January and February, we're going to have a series of guest podcasts where either Aaron or I are with another person. And then we'll regroup probably in, in March to get back to the regular Heaving Bosoms programming. Should we tell them who the guests are and what we're what we're going to do? One of our guests is going to be Jenny Nordback from the Wicked Wallflowers Club. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of cultists who we knew before podcast who mm-hmm. are going to be involved. Sarah Netsley is an EW writer and also a pal and uh-huh. also a cultist. So that's really exciting. One will be a man who yeah. I think will have read his first romance novel for the podcast so that'll be good Woo! he is not in the cult but he is an avid listener because he doesn't have facebook yeah Yeah, Yeah, so we're gonna have some different perspectives going on Mm -hmm. so anyway that's my big news i should probably do a personal announcement before this comes out so that people (laughs) Mm. right super awkward (laughs) all right a lot of people found out i was engaged via podcast so I mean, it's not the worst. They're mad for a little bit, but then they get over it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, and again, it's like if I haven't seen you in person, if you have not borne witness to the belly, I don't know how you're hiding it. Um, (laughs) Because, well, that's the thing. I'm not hiding it. I've just noticed that I don't take a lot of pictures of myself Mm -hmm. anymore. At least not like full body pictures, you know. So I don't. Anything I post is like my head and another person's head, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all right, all right. I think this was our lady love, right? Yeah. The whole thing was the lady yeah. love. Yeah. 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 We love you. We love so you. So much. <laughs> There's no reason to make this over two hours. We can just, uh, no. yeah. Right. Right. All, All right. right. So keep being a badass <gasps> and love yourself as much as you love reaching for the volume button, not your <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> Important <laughs> HB skill. <laughs> All right. I love you so much, Erin. Thank you for doing this with me. I love you too. Happy Potiversary. See you next week for a spooky, scary book. Yes. Bye, Mel. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.